0: It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Davis, wide open. Davis, still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll, he'll yes. when he hit immediately. got the handoff. You know <laughs> the Q Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it's time to recap day number 5 of New York Jets training camp And to do that of course we welcome in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang Over at jetsinsider.com And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly Chris, I hear there's a young fella named Elijah Moore who just keeps making plays at training camp
0: Honestly, I'm sick of this dude at this point. Like, just can you just like not be awesome for a day so we can stop talking about you? Um, uh, he's he made this one play today. Bryce Hall had him like smothered. I mean, just absolutely. Uh, you, I could barely see Elijah Moore was still there because uh, Bryce Hall was just draped all over him. And credit to Zach Wilson because he threw it where only Elijah Moore could get it It was if Elijah Moore couldn't reach his arm out and snag it, it was just going to fly right past them incomplete. <clears throat> but Elijah Moore just stuck his hand out, extended it inspector a gadget style, go go gadget arm, all that just snatched the ball one handed and pulled it in. Yeah. Um, he, he had another cut touchdown a little bit earlier and it's just every day with this dude um and again i'm gonna say this i i don't want to be like get carried away with the height but i just don't know what else to do i i i can't ignore what i'm seeing every day and and then combined with how people talk about him the person i i just i don't know what else to say but just to praise him and just say you guys are going to love him and get excited for you guys Hmm. I'm a little excited for myself just because hey there's a really fun awesome player I get to cover and watch now these football games will be a lot less boring but I'm excited for your fans because this he's gonna be something special it's really hard to imagine him being anything less
1: Two other offensive weapons that Zach Wilson is going to get to work with this year Shine pretty brightly today Jamison Crowder and Chris Herndon And that's nice to hear because we know what Jamison Crowder can do But everybody's been hoping that Chris Herndon would finally have that breakout Camp doesn't prove anything But it is nice to hear that he's making some plays Yeah,
0: well, camp especially doesn't prove anything when it comes to Chris Herndon Because we have seen in the past where he's dominated uh, practices and then it kind of goes away in the game. So we've talked about this before. Uh he, he definitely has to shoulder uh some of the blame for some of his disappearances and he's had some problems with drops in the past. But also you wonder how much of that was was the rest of the offense around him and everything and how hard it was to get in the rhythm. But he he's had he had a quiet OTAs and a quiet start to camp but today he really, uh, you know, showed up and made a bunch of plays. He made this one uh, catch in the back of the end zone where he had to do, you know, one of those double toe taps and just sneak it in right before that back line, and it, it was really well done. Just an absolutely beautiful play, uh, a ton of athleticism, body control to be able to catch the ball and then do the double toe tap. So. It was very encouraging to see that from him today. And Jamison Crowder, he made he made a couple of really nice plays too. The the one highlight reel was uh, they did a little screen pass from the slot. He just he just extended, uh, flared out to uh, wide, and Zach hit him with a quick pass. And then it was like like a seven part move that Jamison Crowder put on the entire defense, as if they flooded over to try to get him. Uh you know, still they weren't doing pads yet. I know they were supposed to today, but they can't do pads right after an off day, so they're going to pads tomorrow. But So they they weren't tackling. But I promise you, these guys were trying to get their hands on Jamison Crowder, and they couldn't – he couldn't have been down – wouldn't have been down if they were playing two-hand touch. Might not have even gotten one hand on him, the way he just cut and weaved his way through – the entire sea of defenders. It was really impressive. <clears throat> so it's another day of, uh, you know, Zach Wilson spreading the ball around, but it's not just Elijah Moore. There's a couple other players, you know, Corey Davis has had a really, nothing crazy, but a really nice, solid start to camp. Keelan Cole's done a lot of really good things. Denzel Mims made a couple plays today. he, he the, the passes weren't five feet over his head today. There was one that was, five feet uh, below his hands, Uh, or not five feet, but it was way down in his feet, Uh, but he made a couple nice plays. But today, outside of the typical Elijah Moore thing, it was Jamison Crowder and Chris Herndon that stood out on offense. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: Chris, the big attraction, of course, is Zach Wilson, and we haven't mentioned him yet because he wasn't as good as he was the other day. It's funny. Practice number one, the story was Zach Wilson struggled. Practice number two, the story was Zach Wilson was awesome. And practice number three was somewhere in between. He was okay.
0: Yeah, I made a, I made a joke after practice number two that if you thought practice number one meant that he was a bust then you'd have to put him in Canton for practice number two, when we all know the reality, he's going to be probably somewhere in the middle. And even if you... Think uh, I'm not ruling out the idea of a Hall of Fame career for him or anything, but he, he he's not going to look as great consistently as he did on Saturday. It was it was just that exceptional of a day um, that and it's going to be somewhere in the middle. And today was somewhere in that middle. Uh, he he was still good. He still had a, a couple of really good throws. Uh, he had one really bad one though, and they would—it was seven and sevens. It was in the red zone, and he tried to loft one in the corner, and he just let it hang up there way too long, just uh, too uh, too soft on the toss, and it just hung there. It was easily intercepted. Uh, he came right back with the touchdown to Herndon. After that though, um, so he he had a couple bad moments. There was another dropped interception. Uh, in there. So he had a couple of bad moments, and the high, the highs weren't quite as high as Saturday, but he still moved the ball. He still seemed to know what he was doing. <clears throat> a common theme that when talking to players has been that the the idea that he doesn't make the same mistake twice, which is something that we heard with Darnold a lot, and we saw that that wasn't the case. Uh, Darnold definitely did make the same mistake twice, but right now, so far, it has rang true that he hasn't been making the same mistake twice. There's no just like spiral of stuff. Even on that first day, where things <clears throat> weren't bad, he he was off. Uh, uh, you know, his rhythm was off, and he was late on stuff. But the mistakes weren't just like backbreaking piling on top of one another. Um, so he, he it was still an overall good day. And this is part of what gives me the the faith that I think he will be good for the Jets because of this offense, because of the the talent he has to work with because of the, the system and uh everything that I I think that that's actually going to prop him up at times. And, and help him, you know, ride through some of these bumps that he's going to have to deal with in his rookie season.
1: Speaking of rookies who are going to deal with bumps, heard about two of the rookies today who played pretty well, late-round picks, Jamie and Sherwood and Hamza Nasruddin.
0: Yeah, you know, they've they've really been impressing in many camps and in and, uh, the start of training camp. They're, you know, they're not... Doing uh, uh is nothing like Elijah Moore levels uh jumping out at you quite as much, but you'll just be sitting there watching. And at least three times a practice, I th- they each do something that makes me go, huh? Okay, I could see something. I could see something here, and it's just I. Was, it's why I keep saying like. These guys, these oh, those late draft picks. There, there's going to be some hits in there, man. And you know, Eccles and Pinnock, they've they've chipped in too from the quarterback group. Uh, but these guys, uh, they just day after day. There, I haven't seen anything that they've done where I'm like, oh, that was bad they don't seem lost at all. They seem to know what they're doing. I think this defense probably helps them. We've talked in the past couple of days about how players have said that this defense is simplified, how it's, it doesn't ask you to do too much. It's, it's just kind of layered, but you know what you have to do and you just kind of attack. And I think that makes it uh, probably a, a little bit easier for these guys to step in as rookies and, and, not look lost and not look confused and still be able to make a handful of impressive plays each and every day. Uh, So they're, they're going to be people to keep an eye on closer um, as, as camp progresses and see how it goes. But there are two guys that I think fans should be excited for their potential and their ability. And obviously we know the secondary is the weakness of this team right now on paper, but they're, they, they got some guys here. I, I don't think it's going to be as weak as everybody was thinking it was going into this training camp.
1: And it'll be a lot easier for the secondary if the front seven does its job. And to that end, heard about some good things going on at camp today from some of those guys, specifically Carl Lawson, who has done very well early on, John Franklin Myers, who had a big year last year, and the returning C.J. Mosley.
0: Yeah, now, uh, Carl Lawson is the defensive equivalent to Elijah Moore in this training camp. Uh, every day I I could sit here and just talk to you about Carl Lawson for 20 minutes if that's what we wanted to do. Um, every single day and every single day when the players talk after practice somebody's just like, did you see Carl Lawson out there today? Like, everybody is doing it every single day. Uh so eh, I, we haven't been talking about him quite as much as Elijah Moore, uh, but we are talking about it at practice because it's just jumping off the field, and uh, he's just flying around and just so incredibly disruptive. Yeah, and Franklin Myers is another player. Not he's on that uh, next level. That every day I'm seeing, I'm seeing a couple plays. I'm seeing a lot of stuff, good stuff from him. Um, he's talked about how excited he is about the speed of this defense and how it's just attack, attack, attack. Um, but he he's definitely showing out, not quite on the level again as Carl Lawson, but every day consistently making plays, beating his man and wreaking havoc. Um, and CJ Mosley, again, I know fans were obviously worried and wondering what he's going to be this year and for good reason. He hasn't played in two years, um, but he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's lost a step at all. He looks just like the CJ Mosley that I saw in training camp, his first year here. <clears throat> and right now, I think you're you're going to get a CJ Mosley that's at least ninety five percent of what he was in Baltimore. Um, I don't. I I don't think that anybody's going to be upset and disappointed with the performance you get from CJ Mosley here. And, uh, you know, obviously he's the high IQ guy. He can kind of drive the defense and, uh, you know, make the play calls and get everybody set up. And you can see that out on the field. You can see him coaching. You can see him pointing out uh, getting everybody in the right spots and just making sure everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. I think fans can be excited to expect that he's going to resemble something that you ex- you saw and expected with C.J. Mosley in Baltimore.
1: Chris, we had the first fight of training camp. Some real fisticuffs between two rather large gentlemen.
0: Yeah, uh Cameron Clark and Tanzel Smart. Uh it was funny cuz I I remember uh, I don't remember what I was getting ready to try to tweet about but something happened. I was looking at my phone, I was going to start to tweet and then I just see out of the corner of my eyes these two really large men just kind of square up with each other and I, I don't I don't know how many punches two or three punches were exchanged and then they just kind of looked at each other. And then just like slunk off and like everybody, all the players gathered around, but quickly broke it up. It, w- it was the quickest training uh, camp fight I've ever seen. Normally when the training camp uh, fight happens, it, it continues for a while, a while. You have to pull the players away from each other. They went and exchanged the punches and then, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody uh, Maybe they felt the punch to their hand and they were like, ah, yeah, you know, this whole punching a helmet's not actually a smart thing, but they seemed to immediately recognize that they probably shouldn't be fighting. So they they stopped it really quickly.
1: Chris, excuse my French, but Sheldon Rankin spoke to the press after practice. What did he have to say? (laughs)
0: He was very entertaining, man. It was hilarious. And not just for this reason, but, um, you know, hey, uh, I'm a grown man here. It it takes a lot more than just some cursing to make me laugh. But the way he set it up, because first they were talking, it was asking about Makai Becton, and he was just like, well, excuse my French, but. That's one big bleeping dude, and I, and he he said it. He repeated it three times. and said, "Excuse my French again," um, and then uh, it, it it was just the "excuse my French" part of it was it just had me dying and absolutely rolling. But he also had a lot of other really funny things to say. Um, he talked about uh, Beckton because he went to Louisville, as uh, as did Beckton, of course, and uh, so he he knew him a little bit from college. He watched him on tape and thinking about what a big dude is and like wow how great uh, graceful he is, how well he moves. Um, he also talked about <clears throat> the importance of this defense and this defensive line. He made sure every time he was talking about the defensive line. He made sure he named every single person on that line. Um, He also uh, talked about Robert Salas more and was every single day. uh, Reporters are asking about Salas, but these players are raving about him and it's real and genuine. And he's, he's talking about how, When uh, he was a free agent, Robert Sala was calling him on the phone to recruit him, and he could feel the energy from Sala there, and it's matched up every day since, and uh, he really likes the attacking side of this defense. He he did compare it, uh he said you know i I know a little something about playing on a line with a whole lot of talent playing next to uh Cameron Jordan Trey Hendrickson Marcus Davenport all these guys, and he's like now he's here, and what are you gonna do you you're gonna you're gonna double uh and Williams fine I'm gonna love that I appreciate it Carl's gonna love that Carl's gonna appreciate that Shep's gonna love that Shep's gonna uh, appreciate that. Foley's going to love he uh, just going through everybody and uh you know you can't double us all we there's players here and he was uh, he started off he didn't even, we didn't even ask him a question actually he, to start he just came out and he's like so did you guys see Carl Lawson today like that's how he started the presser just did you guys see Carl Lawson today um and he's just like this man has not been stopped yet all camp um so He's really excited about the talent and about the the notion that Salah's philosophy, defensive philosophy, of running the defense through the defensive line. And he's, oh, oh yeah, you can bet your ass that uh, he's ready for this. And that's what he's looking for and hoping for.
1: Sheldon Rankins comes to the Jets from the New Orleans Saints. And another new arrival is Morgan Moses, who was snagged at the last minute. Big upgrade on the offensive line. He comes in from Washington. He spoke to the press for the first time today. What did he have to say?
0: Well, Morgan Moses also talked a lot about Macai Becton, not just because he's his line mate now, but because he got to meet uh, Becton when uh, Moses was in Washington because Becton's from the Richmond area. And I guess he knew somebody that was on the team. So uh, during the summer, uh, Becton would come home and then he'd go to training camp and he was introduced to Morgan Moses then. So he, he got to uh, know him a little bit then and he's, he's followed him and he's really excited to be on a team with him, to see him grow and to help bring him along. He talked about how, you know, he's in his eighth year now. He's, he's the vet, uh, and how when he got came into the league, he had vets take him under his wing and really help bring him along and uh, teach him the ins and outs of everything. And he's looking forward to doing that for these guys. And Makai Becton as well. <laughs> he also talked about, you know, he was asked what made him choose the Jets. He's got to compete for a starting spot with George Fant. There's a lot of other teams interested in him. And he basically said, you know, there's a lot of things that went into it, but when he came in to to talk, Joe Douglas, Robert Soller are selling him on this vision of we're building in the trenches. We want the offensive line and defensive line to control and run everything and build out from there. And he was just... That's how you win. And I was sold. And he's sold on Salah's vision, on Salah's energy. Again, he he feels he is a leader, uh, a man that every player is going to listen to and respect and hold in high regard. And he's really excited about the opportunity to come here. He knows that uh, he's in a uh, battle with George Fant to earn that spot. But, you know, he, he's still being mindful of of maintaining a solid relationship with him. He doesn't want to do anything to split the room. And then he also talked about how just the unit as a whole, how close they are. He said as soon as he signed, he said, like, immediately he, he, he was added to the group chat, the group chat. Of the offensive line They brought him in right away And immediately got to start to get to know him And to bring him into the fold And make him feel comfortable
1: Chris Herndon and John Franklin Myers spoke as well What'd they have to say?
0: Yeah, Herndon didn't give anywhere near as exciting Of quotes as the others Uh, But he was asked a lot about You know, the up and down uh, nature Of how these last couple years has gone And whether it's frustrating or not and he said you know at times but he, he can't let himself get to it he's just got to work on his consistency and building um he'd said that he thinks that you know this is his third offensive system in four years here and he said he actually thinks that it can he can use that to his advantage now because it just makes him a little more well-rounded <clears throat> and uh, he knows a little bit more uh this as much as we've talked about the defense has been simply Simplified, the offense has not the off- This offense is complicated. There is a lot of moving parts to this offense, and you know we talked about how little Gase did of using motion. Well, that that's that's a thing of the past here because using motion is going to be a big thing. So you have to really to know any of these receiving positions, even a tight end, and this included. You kind of have to know all of them. Um but you know, I've talked to lots of players in the past before and they say wow, that type of stuff can be hard at first, if you can get a hold of it, it makes you a much better player when you can know what every player on your side of the ball is supposed to be doing, every role that makes you better. And then John Franklin Myers again, he, he a lot of the same stuff that Sheldon Rankins talked about, just not quite as colorful and quite as entertaining but he, he you know same thing he wants to attack and he loves that Salah wants to attack he he liked playing in greg williams defense he enjoyed the, the success he had there but he thinks this defense suits him a lot better there's just get a get into the backfield as quick as you can there's there's no, no playing games no trying <clears> to <throat> do too much and try to get cute just Get to the backfield as quick as possible, and he thinks that really suits him. And at, like Sheldon Rankin said, look at look at the rest of the talent on this team. Like you're not going to be able to double everybody, <clears throat> and we're going to be able to make some plays. So he's really excited about the scheme and the talent around him.
1: Last but certainly not least, head coach Robert Sala spoke. What were the highlights of what he had to say?
0: Yeah, you know, he he talked a lot about the back and forth nature of the, the coverage especially like I said uh, earlier but Bryce Hall having such tight coverage on Elijah Moore but still getting beat um and he, you know he's he, he just loved seeing everything competing and then you can see uh that whole secondary competing uh he talked about how the, uh, you know tomorrow is going to be the pad day because uh the they messed up a little bit, he realized on Saturday after practice, he was like, "Oh, wait, we can't do the pradded practice on Monday, so they had to move that around and uh yeah, you know he's he's just really happy really with the way that camp is going so far they got they' still got some things they wanna improve and iron out and then on top of that, he did mention that Quinn and Williams, and we saw this Quinn and Williams was uh running on the side, and then he also took part in some positional drills. I still still don't think that you're going to see him back. It seems like he might even be a little ahead of schedule, but they're still going to slow play it and take the time with him, and you still probably won't see him back till the middle of August.
1: Tomorrow is fully padded practice for the first time. Really excited about that. Can't wait to hear about it. From the very big deal, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down training camp with me today. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you're checking out everything Chris is doing at JetsInsider.com, following him on Twitter at JetsInsider and at C. And check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com plus everything that's going on on the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. I keep saying it but it needs to be said repeatedly so that it sinks in. Luke Grant is killing it on our YouTube channel. Great content, constant flow of new material there. Some film reviews, some commentaries Plus Kayla Pace has her commentaries Pace's playbook, it's all right there On our YouTube channel So watch everything and subscribe And go ahead and give us a 5 star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts And content, you know where to go that's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.